Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 120 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes, and I toss across the screen to my co-host and sound technician, Nick Manella. What's going on, buddy? I think you can say at this point that we're both sound technicians and Mac, you know, doing all his radio stuff. I would say we're a sound technician podcast. I wouldn't hire us, but, you know, we, we can make sound. I've learned more about adapters, audio jacks, and input cables than I've ever thought I would in my life. Uh, we'll explain to you guys why here in a short moment, but before we do, I'm going to toss it up in Wisco to Mac Vogel. What's up, buddy? What's up? <laughs> I didn't hear that crack yeah, as me loud neither. as I thought I would. Oh, we've seriously? Got some, we've got some ghost cracks on this podcast. Uh, yeah, there was that one that Nick had a couple weeks I ago. I think because they're just so loud and so forced That the mic doesn't know what to do with the sound. So Yeah, just, like, it, I mean, you're opening like a canned avalanche just, from the Rockies, you know. Yeah, the mountains are always blue, eh? Yeah, it's oh, cool. You, Rockies. you got cores over there. I didn't even know. I just took a guess. How you doing? Doing good. I uh, just got back from a little little cup of coffee trip in dc i was only there for about 72 hours but managed to catch a pretty good caps game and a pretty good mets game fuck the nationals um amen yeah, it was a good uh good little trip i am super stoked to talk to you guys about the caps just to see the 180 that we've done in this <laughs> span of seven calendar days so oh yeah um, that should too. be that should definitely be fun but as we alluded to just now, uh, Nick and myself were over at Nick's house over the weekend. One, watching the Penguins get absolutely obliterated. That was awesome. Uh, and then two, and more importantly, we were test driving some live recording equipment that we just purchased off of Amazon. And we will be up in Milwaukee, Nick and I, to visit Mac and our intern Jackson. Not this weekend, but the following weekend, the weekend of April 22nd. We will be doing a live podcast from Milwaukee in an Airbnb with potentially some special interview guests coming on the way. Can't confirm that just yet. We're trying to nail it down, but we are super pumped to be doing some live pods in a couple of weeks. I'm so excited. Same. I can't wait. I can't wait to get back to Blue Bat Tavern. I'm excited to go. I can't wait until we bring them your T-shirt. I want to like nail oh it up God. to the rafters in the bar. Yeah, you want to talk about the t-shirt coming? Yeah, so we have some t-shirts coming. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna tease it a little bit until we drop the designs online. So keep an eye out on our social pages for that in the next couple of weeks. But one of them does have something to do with Harrison and Blueback Cantina or Kitchen, whatever <laughs> it's called. Is it Blueback Kitchen or Tavern? I it's, don't even know. It's Blueback Kitchen and Tequilaria. That's the full name, but Fuck yeah. pe- people call we, it BBK, Blueback Kitchen. We picked like every other name for a bar. I had Cantina. He had like Tavern. Kitchen, yeah, tavern. Yeah. <laughs> did I call it Blueback Tavern? I think I might have. I think you did. Holy it's shit. It's all good. Um, those people who own that restaurant have no idea how much of an impact they've had on the show. Honestly, they we, yeah they have no clue. Between them and don't know, we need some type of like sponsorship or like free AA, drink deal therapy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that yeah, it all really applies. That kind of sounds uh, like a whole thing though. But yeah, lots of fun stuff coming up before the end of the month. Live podcasts up in Milwaukee. 
Uh, new merchandise dropping on the store. We'll tweet and uh, Instagram that out when it's done. Thank you, Siren, for interrupting me. I'm sure you guys can hear that. Um, but, Mac, I'm going to toss it off to you for question of the day. Yeah. So, I mean, since we're talking about sports and Milwaukee, I just want to keep it totally on topic by asking you guys, what is your least favorite topping? Topping. Like on what? Just the, just, just topping. That's it. In That's general. That's good. Hmm. In general, we're not we're not specify. I'm not talking hot dogs. I'm not necessarily talking burgers or tacos. Just in general, what is one topping that you cannot do? Can't stand. I, I have a really good one, but it's really could, specific. Could be a condiment. Could be like diced onions or some shit. Like I don't know. Whatever just comes to mind that you fucking hate. Harry, you got one? Not yet. I think you got one fired up more than I do. I'm gonna go ahead and say like anchovies. So not like a big anchovy mm. on pizza guy. I think that's absolutely immoral and a crime and wrong in so many ways. But more importantly, like when you're at a nice steakhouse and they bring out like a Caesar salad, like if you're doing like a surf and turf Caesar salad kind of thing, and they don't tell you that it has anchovies like on the salad and they bring it out, nothing like kills me like that. So what's interesting about that is are you aware that Caesar dressing naturally has like the fish eggs and all that in there? Yep. But you're, totally you're talking fine. about, I'm okay. talking about you're the talking little about fish itself. From, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good. It's good. This one. is a weird one. And I, it's funny you mentioned this because I was just uh, making something over the weekend with, uh, with my girlfriend that contained this. I was like, do not put this in my, uh, my salad. <laughs> I fucking hate cherry tomatoes, man. I oh, do really? not like them. But here's the weird thing. I like tomatoes, like regular ones where they're sliced, mm-hmm. but I can't stand like there's just tomato by itself, by itself. And you get all the skin and then and all the water. In it. I don't the, like, yeah. I, don't I am like the that. exact same way. Cause it's like uh cafe Rio. We had cafe Rio for lunch on Saturday. I dumped that Pico all over my tacos. But like, yeah. if you just want me to sit there and eat a tomato, I think it's disgusting. No, I the cherry tomatoes is very hit or miss for me. Like if they are the perfect amount of ripe, like occasionally I'll have one and I'm like, wow, that was like delicious. Like you can taste all the flavors. It's like how it was meant to be. Like I'd say 80 percent of the time. And this is actually, unfortunately, I feel like tomatoes in general, there's like a really small window of like when they're good. And I mean, tons of times I'll get a burger and the tomato on there. You're just like, I'm ditching this This is is not right. Like that tomato is just fucked up. So it, it's got to pass the eye test. Like, yeah, you know, we it's have to be the right test. color. Yep. I'm, I'm not a big cherry tomato guy. I really like pineapple on pizza, but if you mm-hmm. ask me to put pineapple on like other shit, no, nah, I'm not about it. I also well, love anchovies and sardines. I love okay. All my stuff. answer is horseradish. Oh, that was going to be my next one. It's, no. it's so just like I, it, this, like, and don't get me wrong. I love spicy food. So it's not about the fact that it's like kind of spicy. It's just the flavor, like same thing with wasabi, which I think they're basically like the same thing. Right. I was going to ask you that. I, I can't do it, dude. There's something about that particular flavor that just makes me want to throw up. And like, even if it's like one of them spicy mustards, that's kind of horseradishy. I can't mm-hmm. even do that. Like if there's a hint of that horseradishy flavor, I can't do it. So I same as you, but like, I'm fine with wasabi horseradish for me is one of those things where it's like, you know, that one bad experience and then never uh, yeah. again. Yeah. There was like- a time maybe early on in my college days, maybe had something to do with a fraternity where I will never <laughs> right. ever put horseradish near my mouth ever again. 
for sure. Yeah. I love horseradish. I, I, I it's kind of, it's in cocktail sauce too, isn't it? Fine See, in cocktail it, sauce, just I'm not by fine itself. With that in small doses, like if I'm eating shrimp, like I'll dip it in the cocktail sauce and now I'm not going to like dunk it in there and get like a big load of it, but like I'm, I'm down for a little dip, a little dipsy do, you know, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. I don't even know if cherry tomatoes considered a topping. There's really nothing I don't like. Well, that's why I left it open-ended. I just think it's a funny question to not specify just what's your least favorite topping, but I'm question. also not a, I'm not a picky eater either. So this is, yeah. one, but that's like the one thing that I just can't do. Last question. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no. It's a absolutely absolute moral sin. I love and you it. are both going to love, jail. I love, I Hawaiian love pizza. it. I, Hawaiian, my with the, the pineapple and the ham, so yeah. fucking good. Phenomenal. So good. <laughs> Nick's gone. See ya. Nick just All right. Yeah. Well, let's roll. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nick actually almost walked off set there. But. Yeah, you might not want to leave yet because we're about to talk about you uh, winning a bet against Harry. So. I did win a bet against Harry. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So before we get to that, let's obviously present our sponsor, Brackish Life. You know the drill. Episode 120 is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh Brackish Life. Now, you guys know the drill. The second half of the ad read is always about rink to reef, right? You've heard me say it a million times. I do want to mention... Uh, Kyle, the owner of Brackish Life, posted an awesome video on Facebook of Rank Tarif actually getting some light shed on it at the Capitals practice facility. Uh, they definitely, you know how we always talk about um, hockey sticks with oyster restoration habitats. Well, we're going to share the video on our socials, but you can see it real time in real life. I can't remember the Cavs player that was looking at it. Was it Orlov? It Eller, was. I think it was Eller and Orlov that were in there. Yeah. Yeah. They were checking out the oyster habitats, um, you know, obviously from hockey sticks. So Brackish Life doing great stuff. We'll, again, we'll share that on all the socials. You guys can go watch it. Check it out. Pretty cool, neat stuff from uh, from Kyle. We appreciate him tagging us in that. So yeah, they're um, doing some awesome things down in uh, on the water in the Eastern Shore in Maryland. Just really giving back to that community, which, as you guys know from growing up here, is is a big part of what makes the state what it is. It is, and you know, regardless if you're a Marylander listening or not, um, if you're in the market for some UV protection for the upcoming summer, you got a beach trip plan. You get sunburnt real easy. Don't feel like lathering up in lotion all the time. They've got the best performance long sleeves and short sleeves in the game. Incredible material, great hats. Go check out their website, www.brackish.life. And go check it out. Uh, Nick, I'm going to let you guide us on the college hockey talk. Sure. The expert. And uh, I did, um, you know, took me two tries, but I got there. Uh, we want to say congrats to the university of Denver pioneers on winning the 2022 NCAA men's division one hockey championship. Uh, the pioneers were down one zip going into the third against, I would say a heavily favored Minnesota state team, and then exploded with three unanswered, unanswered goals to win the game three to one. It's their ninth NCAA title, which ties them with Michigan for the most all time. Didn't they win like five to one with a couple empty netters or something like that? Yeah, something like that. But it wasn't. It was at, not a five. It was, to one was it, no. Yeah. Was it actually five to one? I like, think that yeah. was the final score. Yeah. But we would also like to take this time to officially announce that we are a Denver hockey podcast. <laughs> I would say so. We I I don't know. I love that team. I, I can't explain why I was rooting for them the whole tournament pretty much. 
Uh, I think I said it when we were announcing the earlier rounds that I, I was pulling for that team, but great hockey school colors, great jerseys, just something about that team that just definitely not to root for. Give them the fun hockey team stamp. They're fun oh, to watch. Absolutely. They get I apologize because I'm the one who uh, actually generated this newsline for us to talk about. It was five to one, not three to one. I fell asleep when it was. I could have sworn I read three to one somewhere. Truth be told, I fell asleep during the game. Shocker. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. After two periods when Denver was down one to nothing, I was like, there, there's no way. Like, there's no Pack way it in. It's they're over. going to get shut out. The final score is going to be like two nothing, maybe three nothing with an empty net or two. They look, they had nothing, man. Like they could not even generate scoring chances. And then they got one lucky goal because they just kept trying to fire the puck to the net and Minnesota state just collapsed. So. They did. And the, it, the momentum just flipped. I mean, they yep. couldn't do anything afterwards. It looked like they couldn't skate that it just took the life right out. of Well, them. it sort of reminded me of like the, the Canadians when they lost or not the Montreal Canadians, but like the Canadian hockey team, when they lost to USA last year after they had just not faced like any adversity, because what they were saying about this Minnesota state team is like, they had never lost a game after being up after two periods. Like mm-hmm. they had never once coughed up a lead in the third period. So they didn't even know what it was like to do that. And so all of a sudden when they cough up the lead, and it's a tie game. And then like a minute later, they're losing two to one. You're like, oh shit. Like what's the game plan? We don't even know how to react to something like this. And it showed. Yeah, absolutely. If you, if you want to win, you got to learn how to lose. That's something that I think all of us have, have dealt with at some, uh, sometime in our uh, sports career. Speaking of college, let's talk about Dryden McKay, the Minnesota state goaltender real quick. Uh, he won the 2022 Hobie Baker award the night of the uh, championship game. Throughout his college career, four years of NCAA hockey, he finishes with 140 games played, a 146 GAA, a 932 save percentage, and 26 shutouts. All of that, and I feel like he would just trade it all for a better third period in the national yeah. championship. Probably, and I we're talking about this. This is going to go down as one of the greatest college hockey careers as a goaltender ever, and the guy is undrafted. Yeah, yeah, you would definitely think someone would scoop. I, it's hard to look at that stat and think they were up one nothing and lost five one. It's it's kind of crazy to me. Twenty six um, shutouts. He's lost yeah. fewer games through his college career than he had shutouts. Yeah, it's I forget what they were saying. I think he had like three the first year or something like that, and then after that it was like eight, ten, and ten or something like that. Like he just freaking. Un- it was un- um, went off. Uh, last year he only played twenty six games. He had ten. Yeah, that's that's really hey, it went off. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. I kind of wish they would hold off announcing this, especially if the guy who won it is playing in the championship game until after it's over. I just feel like it could be t- uh, you know a distraction. I hate when they do that with the the Heisman too. It just kind of throws it all yeah. off, in my opinion. That's I, I know I know why they do it in college. It's something to put in between the semifinals and like what the two weeks they give for the national championship or something. But yeah, I, I agree, it, it's definitely something that they uh. They need to be better at Uh, speaking of college. Again, some notable players ended up signing their ELCs uh, this past week and leaving their schools. Those big names are Owen power. The first overall pick to Buffalo, Kent Johnson to the Columbus blue jackets, Maddie Veneers to the Kraken and Bobby Brink, who just won a national championship with Denver uh, is coming to Philly Brink Veneers and power should all make their NHL debuts tonight, Tuesday, the 12th of April. 
Uh, and then Harry, yeah, we had a little wager on this one. Yeah, I know. I, uh, I, you said that Michigan wouldn't make it to the, uh, the frozen four. And then Correct. once they did, I doubled down and said, they're going to win the national championship. Obviously Denver, uh, killed that. So yeah, I lost that, that overtime one. was unbelievable. Also that game was. was unbelievable. That game was unbelievable. Just so, uh, People know when they're when they're listening to what Nick just said. I, Bobby Brink's electric. I hate that he's a flyer, but I'm sure Philly's going to love him. Kent Johnson, I would probably say is the closest thing you'll see to Zegers in terms of creativity, hand skill level. He's got that crafty Datsuk Zegers type vibe to him. Out of uh, all he, those guys, he's the most NHL ready, I think. Yeah, and he's going to be in Columbus. Owen Power, last year's first overall pick, is going to be playing tonight, last night when you're listening to this, Buffalo versus Toronto. And Matty Bernier is one of the best players on the U.S. Olympic squad this past year. Uh, he's getting his shot in Seattle. So real exciting stuff for all the guys. Yeah, I would expect Johnson and Beniers to finish the year with those teams, but you never know. Yeah, I think if not all four, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think what's the point of bringing them up if you're not going to let them play? Like that's the true. I mean, they might well, have other, you know, prospects that they want to give a game or two here or there if they're already done. They so. also are sure. probably going to want to make sure they don't get too many games because they get more than 10 or whatever. That's they get what paid. They, have to they got paid. Yeah. yeah. And it counts as a year. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Um, yeah. I think that pretty much wraps up the college hockey talk. Uh, but Nick, I know you have a word about the, News around the NHL coming up here. I do. So Ryan Getzlaff has announced that he's retiring at the end of this season. That's 17 seasons, all of them with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, a ton of people took to the internet to express their feelings on this. I mean, this is a guy that's been around hockey since like, I feel like I can remember. It's just crazy to think of the NHL without Ryan Getzlaff. Uh, one of the things we do want to insert, we're going to insert the audio from Corey Perry right here, just talking about his former teammate. And I think it really says everything you need to say about Ryan Getzlaff as a person. He's meant everything. Um, you know, we were drafted together. We came in together. Uh, we didn't live together, but uh, we might as well have. Um, uh, you know, he, we did everything together when we first came in. And to, to see what he's done, that organization, to, to put his stamp on it and uh, you know, to, to finally call it a career, you know, it's uh, it sucks, but, uh, you know, things come to an end. I couldn't ask for more from him because uh, he got me to where I am, and, um, you know, he, he made a lot of passes, and uh, and I put him in the in the open net. You know, it gets you every, everything that you've done, like I just said, um, you know, from, from a family man to a, to a close friend. Congratulations on a, on a great career, and good luck with everything. Harry, I know this is one of your favorite players. So what was your first uh, initial reaction when, when you saw this? Yeah, it's just, it's, it's sad for me. Cause it really makes me feel like I'm getting old at this point. Right. <laughs> like I think my first NHL video game was NHL 2002. Ketzlaff got drafted in 03. And it's just, now you've seen the full cycle of when you started like your fandom and now it's like over. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's so weird to me. There's like moments you go through in your life, like watching sports. It's like you get to that moment where you're like, fuck, college athletes are older than I am now. And then you yeah. get to that moment where you're like, fuck, pro athletes are older than I am now. And then it's just over. And that's it. You mean younger? Yeah. What? You mean younger or yeah. older? Younger. Younger. I, that I got one. you. Yeah. Yeah, and then you your know favorite players, your first favorite players start to retire. And like Harrison yeah. was saying, it's kind of that, that vicious cycle, but. Yeah. It's also the part of the beauty of it. So, I, for one, 
am, was, will be a huge Ryan Getzlaff fan. I know, Mac, I think you've mentioned this before, but you weren't maybe a huge fan of him just because you always thought he was like super Canadian, which I got, I got a lot of respect for the guy. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's an unbelievable NHL player and I'll definitely miss seeing him in the NHL. I won't miss playing against him. I won't watch, or I won't miss watching the caps play against him rather. Uh, He's a son of a bitch to play against, but that's that just speaks to the kind of uh, player he was too. So they don't that, make hockey players like this anymore. So uh, I, what I'm about to say is like borderline sacrilegious as a Penguins fan to say, but I've always had a sweet spot for big right-handed guys who can like shoot, score, hit, fight. When I grew up, my dad always like gravitated towards those kind of players, and then I naturally did. Aginla was one of them. Ryan Kessler, I've talked about him a number of times. He was one of them. Getzlaff was one of them. I hate to say it, but like the last one left is kind of Tom Wilson. Like, and I hate, I, I don't love Tom Wilson because he's a capital, but if Sorry. he was on any other Who? team, huh? Who? Tom Wilson. I'm oh, not elite all... NHL goal scorer, Tom Wilson. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Sorry, I was I, confused for a second. But he's yeah. like the last one left, which pains me because I can't like him. I wish I could like him, but I, but I can't. But yeah, in terms of Getzy, Sneaky, one of the best shootout guys. Always had great hands, big, powerful slap shot. Got his cup. I wish he would have gotten a second one. That 2007 Ducks team was kind of electric, in my opinion. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievable leader, too. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a guy that you can tell the the mark he's left on that, that Ducks locker room. So I saw something swirling on the internet, like, is he a Hall of Famer? And I could not understand how people would even ask this question. Two gold Thousand- medals and a Stanley Cup. 17 seasons with one team. Yeah. Stanley cup captain for over 10 years, thousand games, thousand points. I'm like, what the, what are you you smoking? Something like it's the fact that he played in Anaheim for 17 years. Had he played in Toronto, they already would have built the statue. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of people saying hall of really good and stuff like that. Like just, just below or whatever, but I don't know. I'm sold. I think, I think he is. Wait, I feel like we need a hall of really good because there's like a ton of players that are right on the There's definitely a lot of players like that, that like maybe didn't win a cup, but had a shitload of points, shitload of games, stuff like that. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to come together and come up with a little short list for that sometime. You know, looking back, it's kind of crazy. The Ducks never won a cup in that like 2010 to 2016 era. They were so stacked, them and the Canucks, every single year. And even uh, like after weird. they lost, like some of their older guys, like after Niedermeyer moved on, like they had Henrique when he was young. Um, mm-hmm. That year they went to the playoffs against the Oilers. They had like DSP was on that team. Emerson Edom was on that team. They had a lot of like young guys that just liked to score in the playoffs. Who was their goalie after? Giger and before Gibson, wasn't it? Um, Jonas, Jonas Hiller. Hiller? Yeah, Hiller, okay. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hiller. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was Matt like Matt. super good for like two years and then he just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. he pulled a yeah. Tim Thomas, basically. Literally. Yeah, yeah, he, he basically did. But yeah, in my opinion, I think Getsy's a Hall of Famer for whatever that's worth. Last thing I'll note one of the guys who made Easton super cool in like the late 2000s, early 2010s. Just him, Danny Heatley, those iconic guys with like the S-17s will forever live in my heart. And uh, I got a lot of love for the OG Synergy boys. So Of course. How can you st- not? Stick nerd over here. But yep. yeah, just a little bit. Uh, Austin Matthews officially scored 51 goals in 50 games this season on Saturday against the Montreal Canadiens. My question to you guys is, is he the unanimous MVP candidate at this point in the season? Yeah. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Will he be unanimous? I don't 
there's going to be a couple people who throw McDavid in there, yeah. but rightfully so. Maybe a couple Igors, maybe a couple Hubertos, but Matthews is he's different right now. Dude. I still think some like dusty old school Canadian guy is going to be like defense wins championships and throw Yossi some votes, but probably. I think at this point, you know, it's a it's a goal scoring league. Just give it to him. Yeah, it's it's unreal what the dude is doing, and I. It's funny. I was talking to my dad about this this past week because some of these feats that he's accomplishing were happening while I was with him. And uh, he made a good point. He was like, out of all the people in the NHL that are left that will still be playing once Ovi retires, like it, let's say for a second that Ovi does beat Gretzky's record. My dad was like, there's one guy in the NHL that I think could then maybe beat Ovi's record and it's Matthews. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. No, the talent is. Yep. He's sick. Yeah. So he's the first player in the salary cap era to do 50 and 50. The last five players to do 50 and 50 are Cam Neely, Alexander Mugilny, Mario Lemieux, Tamu Solani, and now Austin Matthews. Pretty wild company. Yeah, good company for sure. Yeah, Definitely. so uh, he's he's must watch television. Uh, any night the Leafs are on, you gotta you gotta flick him on, man. He's he's too good to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's good that he's going to win MVP because that team's not getting anything else this year. Uh, anyways, Doug Wilson has announced he is stepping down as the GM of the San Jose Sharks after 19 years with the organization. Uh, he s- said in his statement that he's stepping down to focus on health. So I want to send be- best wishes to him and his family. Hope everything is OK. What did you guys think about this one? This kind of caught me off guard. Sort of like, let me take this team that I built and then ruined. And okay, now you guys can play with it. It's a weird one for sure. I think I, I saw some stuff online and I don't, I don't want to say this like it's set in stone because it very well, very well may not be true, but I saw some speculation that uh, it could have something to do with uh, alcohol addiction. So if Mm -hmm. that's the case, then obviously, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do, whether you've been with the team for 20 years, five years, one year, whatever it's, you know, you got to respect somebody putting their health first. So if that's whatever, whatever the concern is, he did say it was for his health or whatever. So um, yeah, whatever it may be, I don't want to speculate too much, but definitely wishing him the best. And uh, hopefully the sharks can figure out what their path is moving forward too. Cause that's a team that needs a little bit of a direction, I think. Yeah. I think that's an understatement. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres broke the NHL record for longest playoff drought. That is at 11 seasons now. I cannot wait to see what it looks like when they get back into the playoffs. Hopefully that happens a little bit sooner rather than later. Uh, the NHL announced this at 3.30 this afternoon. That's just over four hours ago. Uh, they have pushed back a scheduled matchup between the Kraken and the Winnipeg Jets as a winter storm stre- sweeps through southern Manitoba. Uh, including nearly 20 inches of snow and wind gusts up to 40 miles an hour. Uh, So they're going to move this game, uh, which is slated for Wednesday, the day that you guys will be listening to this, to May 1st at 1 p.m. Central Time. It's 70 degrees here. Just it, it was 80 degrees this afternoon in Maryland. and Even in Wisconsin, it was like 55 and sunny today, so... Doesn't make sense to me. God damn it. (laughs) Canada's different, man. Yeah. Uh, The Montreal Canadiens are now officially the most injured team of all time. They have lost over 680 man games lost and counting. They're going to obliterate the previous record of 629, which was held by the 
2003 LA Kings. Wild stat. Where did yeah. you find this? One? That's not. Uh, it's like a Twitter account for Caps fans that want Penguins fans to stop using this as an excuse. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> with What's you. it called? I think I need to. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's a really wild stat. I never would. I mean, I guess I could have guessed that, but I never would have guessed that. You know, like I would have no idea what the record is. I have no idea who cooked that one up. It was a good old fashioned Twitter find this afternoon, but uh, it's on the internet. So it must be true. Exactly. You said it. Uh, let's go ahead to asshole of the week. I would like to highlight the entire arena staff at Scotiabank arena. That's where the Leafs play. Uh, apparently Nick Suzuki, uh, this was in last week's Leafs Habs matchup, went to toss a puck to a young fan uh, over the glass. who was wearing a Habs Jersey kid. Didn't catch the puck kind of busted him in the mouth, you know, dinged up his lip a little bit, you know, you know, he's a young kid, you know, hockey guy, he toughs it out. So Suzuki feels bad, comes over and gives him a stick. The kid is then told he can either throw the stick away or leave the arena because the stick is considered a weapon and he can't sit there and watch the game with it. What a, Listen, as, as if this doesn't happen in every NHL arena on every single night, somebody gives somebody their stick and they sit there with the fucking stick because it's not a big deal. Right. Can you bring a stick into the arena? No. So technically, are you supposed to have it? No, I get it. But don't be a fucking dick. This happens every single game. Somebody gives away their stick. Right. Just let it be, dude. It's not a weapon. They're not. They're not asking a player on the ice for a stick so that they can cause an atrocity in the arena. Like, like a 10 year old isn't going to go like assault, like a, you know, concession stand worker bust open the register and book it out of like the G street exit with like, you know, four bands in his backpack. That's not how this works. (laughs) Or at the very least, if it's like, okay, like maybe they're like, Hey, we have to hold that like behind the little like gate or whatever. We'll give it to you after the game, but you just can't have it like in the stands. That's sure. what I'm saying. There's not some get like, there's not a temporary spot. You can put it so you can pick it up after the game. I mean, yeah. shit, you want to follow a protocol, at least pass it flexible. to the trainer. The guy's going to sign it at intermission. You can pick it up when you yeah. leave. Boom. Yeah. Home run. Yeah. yeah. Douchebags. <laughs> Speaking of dude, no, (laughs) anyways, it's time to move on to uh, the next part of the episode. But before we do, we just want to remind everyone that summer may be over, but there's still never been a better time to get out on the water. Are you looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of? Well, you're in luck because the yacht lender is a specialist in marine finance. With partnerships with 15 different banks, he has the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for. Backed by Trident Funding with over 25 years as an industry leader, the Yacht Lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams. Don't wait. Apply today at YachtLender.com or check him out on Instagram at YachtLender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. Harry, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you for our three stars of the week. Sure. So uh, number one, we've got Austin Matthews, seven goals, four assists in four games played. Second star of the week, we got John Carlson of the Caps. We got three goals, five assists in three games played. In the third star of the week, we have Jonathan Huberdeau of the Florida Panthers with three goals, four assists in three games played. I would not disagree with any of those. Uh, Let's do a little around the league chat. Uh, so Drew Doughty undergoes wrist surgery done for the season. That is huge. I think the Kings are fucked. I I'd like, like to retract idiot. and change my 
Kings Oilers series matchup prediction. Oh, okay. Now you want to change okay. it. But like, I you don't... can't tell me that like Dowdy being out wouldn't affect I said your that. Pick. Yeah. I said, but you I'm still said it. Mine. True. You're I'll not own it. Yours. All right. I'm I'm stick with it. Uh, Mr. Manil, I'm not All letting right. you off that Blake, easy. Blake Lazad, I'm looking at you. Come on, buddy. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, die on the sword, man. Come on. That's what we got to do around here. Uh, yeah, this is huge. Fuck, fuck the Oilers. They're still not winning that. <laughs> Oilers are absolutely winning that. I, I, all right. This year, we're doing it again. But I think instead of betting the book, I'm just going to go Mac, like straight up. I think we'll just do Kings v. Oilers. Sounds good. Take Free it. Money, I'll hop baby. in with Mac and give you two to one. How about that? Okay. I'm down with it. We'll do that. Uh, so Dowdy out for the year for the Kings. Oof, Pittsburgh Penguins of Genny Malkin suspended four games for the cross-check to the face of Predators Mark Borowitzki. 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 I almost got it. Um, thoughts on this before me, the biased Penguins fan, steps in? I mean, here's the thing. There's been like three or four plays that were pretty much identical to this this year, right? The cross-check to the mouth. They've all gotten pretty similar punishments if i'm not mistaken they've all gotten at least a game or two um i i don't know if i i'd like to have those specific suspensions in front of me because I, I remember matthews did it i don't think he got four i think he got I think two he got two something i think he got one was it one or two i can't remember i thought it was two I'm not His sure. looked worse in my either opinion, way. That's kind of my my thing on it though i'm not really sure what makes any of them different from each other so that is one thing. Is it worthy of a suspension? I think, yeah. Uh, should it be four when the other ones were two or one? Probably not. They should probably just all be the same, whether they're all four or whether they're all two. I think two honestly makes sense to me. But I think two would be I think fair. we're just going to get to a point where it's like if you cross-check someone in the mouth, it's going to be like a just flat two games, and it starts there. It's like then if you jump on top of them, it goes up to like four or something like that. I just feel like that's the road we're headed down. Well, a lot of Penn's Twitter was comparing it to the Matthews cross-check, which in my opinion looked way more violent than this did. I think it's just unfortunate that uh, – I'm just going to call him Mark because I can't pronounce that last name. I will say Borietsky or whatever, that guy is a son of a bitch. And he, he is, yeah. He has made a yeah. lot of people in the league this year pay, and he well, kind of had yeah. it coming to him. I so. think it's unfortunate that he, you know he got bloodied in the mouth and lost a bunch of teeth. Had that not happened, I don't know if we're talking four. I think it's worth mentioning when comparing Matthews' incident to Malkin's. Malkin is a repeat offender. He nearly decapitated one of the Caps players in 2019, I think. Remember, he took his samurai sword and just fucking went, like, swung it. That happened. Uh, if anything, by he's the way. He's a hothead. He's, like, the, the oh, he's number, a complete one, hothead. number yeah. one guy that, like, if you get under this guy's skin in the slightest way, you can just take him off his game for the entire so It's a free two minutes off. for the impending hook it's, slash it's or trip that comes afterwards. It's easy to get this guy pissed off. It's way too easy. It is too easy. And there's been and Latang might even be easier, which is the sad part. Here's what I will also say. I am shocked. Well, I should, you guys are going to – I'm shocked, but you guys are going to be like, oh, Crosby didn't get a game for the punch to the head. So against, was it who was it? Fairvari or Eller? I can't. It remember. was Dowd. Um, yeah, he hit Dowd. Dowd. Dowd, my bad. Which Dowd is way better than Crosby, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, that my tweet bad. was right. fucking hysterical. <laughs> Mac, you've been on a roll on Twitter. Wasn't supposed to be funny. I'm that serious. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, good one. Um, but yeah, we have eight games left. Malkin's out for half of them. I would imagine an appeal is coming. We'll see what happens. So. 
Casey Zizekas is also suspended for a game for boarding Hurricanes defenseman Brendan Smith. That's also a big, uh, big piece missing for the Isles because they basically need everything to go right and run the table to make the playoffs. So uh, it's a big loss. We'll for that goes. It is a big loss for him. Uh, and now we're going to get into the gambling action. But before we do, I think Mac has a word from our sponsor, Sharpbrink. Sure do. Yeah, just wanted to remind you that this season, all of our picks are powered by Sharprank. Sharprank created the first ever cross-sports rating system, ranking betters from any sport on one leaderboard that anyone can dominate, even you. Sharprank is backed by some of the biggest names in the sports gambling world, such as BetMGM, Betway, and Sports Illustrated. Download the free app for iPhone and Android today. And let's get to the gambling. However, before we do, I just want to mention that Matt Irwin, of all people, just rocked a 100-mile-per-hour shot off the crossbar in this Caps-Flyers game, and I think that's hilarious. It did not go in. Wow. Ovi has the goal, I think, by the way. one nothing Caps. He does. Yeah, he, he does. Banked it off I, of Hart's butt. I got the over in that game. So, uh, Mac, why don't you lead us off? Sure. Would love to. So let's see what we got here. Playoff clinching scenarios for 412. That's where we're starting here, right? Yep. For yeah, tonight. Tuesday, 412. Last night when they're listening. Got it. Got it. So the Lightning are in if they beat Dallas tonight or the Penguins defeat the Islanders in regulation. So if one or both of those things happens, then the Bolts are in officially. Uh, Bruins are in if they beat St. Louis and the Penguins beat the Islanders in any fashion, or if they get one point against the Blues and the Penguins defeat the Islanders in regulation. Um, the Pittsburgh Penguins win against the Islanders tonight in any fashion, and they're in, I believe. Correct. And they're in, so yeah. we got a lot, lot rolling tonight. Last yeah, night. I think, you know, these are the ones for the East. The East is pretty much set, if not close to set in stone. It's just a term of in what order. The West is the one we're going to have to keep our eyes on for these in the next coming weeks. So definitely. And I will say that, like you said, it, it's pretty much all but all but done. The Caps basically with their last three games silenced any of the rumblings that the Islanders might be able to catch up to them. I don't think that's happening anymore. I was so. the rumblings. It was just me. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody else had rumblings, but yeah. yeah, I think now it's all about seeding. So would you, I already know the answer Mac's going to have. Would you rather play the Rangers or the Panthers in the first round? Panthers. By far the Panthers. Absolutely. By far. I think that's a popular answer because they got the most weight on their shoulders. The, the Rangers are, they're good. And they have a good goalie. And the Panthers, Bob looked great at the start of the year, but he has not been sharp lately. I'll give him that. I do think that there's a way. I I think there's a a world where the Caps win either of those series, but I just personally feel more confident currently about the Panthers. The one team I don't want at any point in the playoffs, if we can just avoid this one fucking team – it's the Boston Bruins. I don't know what it is. Yeah. The Caps do not play well against that team, which I can't fucking believe we won that game the other day. But great. Yeah. Lock of the week didn't turn out. Yeah, so yeah, but yeah, in your right. defense, you told us before, and you're like, mm, I got a weird feeling now. It's hard to predict yeah. games five days in advance. It, is, it really sure. is. Uh, and who Mac, saw the Caps going on a heater before that, too? I certainly didn't. So. Not I, sir. Uh, Mac, you've been saying this for a while. Just the fact that, the you know, if you think the Caps could win a playoff series, it would be the Florida Panthers. And I wholeheartedly agree with you. Yeah, I think there's a lot of weird similarities. Like, if we played the Panthers, that kind of feels similar 
in a way to when we played the Blue Jackets in 2018. Like that's a playoff matchup we've never had. We had never faced CBJ before that year. We've never faced Florida. So that's like one of those kind of interesting things. And I don't know, the Caps have been screwed so many times when we like win the President's Trophy or when we're the first overall seed and then we lose to whoever like sneaks in. I just feel like one of these times it's got to be us doing that to somebody else. And I can see it happening with the uh, the Cats. It, it feels like in the East, the two teams nobody really wants to play are the Hurricanes and the Bruins, right? Because you just know, you know exactly what you're going to get. There's no like question mark about maybe they show up, they're fucking right. showing up. So They're why don't coming. we just have them play each other? That way one of them's gone. I mean, <laughs> hey, I mean, it might. And then that's kind of what I want with the Penguins and the Rangers. I want you guys to play in the first round because then one of you's gone after the first round, no matter what. Well, on the flip side, I think for teams in the East that you want to play right now, I would be salivating to play the Penguins. They look like dog shit. And I would also say I'd be salivating to play, uh, not, well, I shouldn't say salivating, but I would be fine playing the Panthers. Because, yeah. like you said, they've got the weight of the world on their shoulders and not a ton of playoff experience. Yep. No, so. I actually would totally take the Penguins. I feel good about our matchups against them this year. Shut up. Um, <laughs> all right, moving on to hot teams. So, around the league, hot. We got the St. Louis Blues. They've won their last five in a row. They're 7-2-1 and one in their last 10, and they are scoring at a great rate right now. And yet, uh, Nick decided to bench Vili Huso today for whatever fucking reason. Because he's know, already guy, down a point. That's I know, why, this guy's baby. psychic or something. I don't know what the hell you knew that I didn't, but... St. Louis is also 5-0 and on the puck line in its last five games, so definitely keep an eye out on that. Uh, surprise, surprise, the next hot team, the Florida Panthers. They're 9-1 and in their last 10. They have 30 wins and 6 losses at home this season. That is nuts. And they've won their last 7. Over-under at 7 doesn't seem to phase anybody. Everyone That's got to be a record or something, right? It like has 30 to be. and six. That has got to be some sort of record or at it least like be. last 10 years record or something like that. Or going back to like original six where like Montreal just wouldn't lose at home or Toronto wouldn't lose at home or something like that. And then the who's not team, the Pittsburgh Penguins, unfortunately, they are three, six and one in their last 10. Malkin sussied the next four games. Jari is looking very shaky as of late. He's one in five in his last six starts. I saw a tweet the other day that came out um, from a guy named Jake. His name's just Jake, but he's like a big Penn's Twitter guy. Jari over the last three seasons has played pretty darn well up until the trade deadline. And then once trade deadline happens, his numbers plummet. It's like he, it's like he feels the pressure coming or something. I don't know what. I'm so you're having a turn it around. goalie problems. You know what? We are having goalie problems, but I'm going to die on the sword. I got faith in Tristan. I think he can turn it around. I think I think he's got a lot to prove. Welcome to the club, my friend. I think yeah. he's got a lot to prove. The difference is mine isn't like, you know, a psychopath Russian or Czech goalie, so I'm a little <laughs> more confident. I am curious from the fans, like maybe we can get some uh, some folks to tap in and comment on our IGs or something. Maybe we'll run a poll on IG, but I, I'm curious what people would say. Who would you feel more confident going into the playoffs with the tandem of Jari to Smith or the tandem of Sammy and Vanacek? I actually don't question. I don't know what I would say right away. I have to think about it. That is a very good question because, you know, one, you're kind of you're looking at one that's like you don't it's a coin flip at this point. The other one, you're looking at a definite one A and a definite one B. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little, but I think Jari might be the best out of the four listed there. But I think your backups think are a little stronger. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let's move on to trends here real quick. Toronto is 5-0 and straight up in its last five games at home. 
the total has gone over in 13 of Washington's last 16 games. That's why I got Washington overnight against Philly. Carter Hart and Nett, not quite our Martin Jones cold dog shit on a winter morning, but it's close enough. Uh, the total has gone under in 10 of Pittsburgh's last 14 games. Not a lot of people would predict that, but it's true. Uh, the Islanders are seven and one straight up in their last eight at home. The Ottawa Senators are five and one on the puck line in their last six games. The total has gone over in 12 of Detroit's last 13 at home in six of their last seven overall. Jacob Verona is fucking sick. By he the way, so good. do you what? guys know who has been training, personally training Moritz Sider throughout his entire Nick, rookie season? Nick Lidstrom. Does it make sense now? No, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's sick. He said he's a freak. When Nick Lidstrom calls a kid a freak of nature, that's when you know, like, oh, he's that guy. Also, speaking of Verona, today is actually the one-year anniversary, I believe, of uh, that trade, the Verona and Mantha trade. I saw a lot of Caps Twitter people losing their minds about like putting all, putting up all the stats that are like, look how much better Verona's been since this trade and Mantha, blah, blah, blah. But I saw one comment that says it all. It's like, yeah, but Mantha's still better for our team, which I agree with. So, Wait till playoffs come. Right, especially if you draw the Bruins, ten out of ten times, give me Anthony Mantha over Jake Verona in a big straight physical up. fuck you straight series. up. I know yep. what you're saying. Verona Loki had some great numbers against the Bruins, but a hundred percent Mantha for the size, for the presence, absolutely. Yeah, oh, he's got. Yeah, I mean they both have six shots, but I just feel like as a he's playoff just fits guy, in with that. Bi- All the Caps guys are big old son of a bitches that finish their hits. Like that's the name of the game with the old Caps. guys rule. Come on, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota is eight and one straight up in their last nine at home. The total has gone under in five of Seattle's last six games. The total has also gone under in eight of Tampa Bay's last nine games on the road. And our final stat, Vegas is six and one straight up in its last seven. They're they've catching got... heat again. I know they've been cold, but they're making the push. And I so think, look... uh, there's a chance that stone could be back tonight, by the way, two zip caps. Uh, I know they were talking about, um, bringing him back tonight i don't think he's played since early february like around february like, 8th okay um and hasn't really played a ton all season so uh if they get in and he's well rested and 100 percent, who knows dude i got a weird feeling that vgk is pulling some bullshit they're gonna barely sneak in and beat dallas they're gonna end up getting calgary round one or maybe Colorado, but if they get Calgary, if I'm Cal, I, don't, I think Colorado would handle them because I think Colorado is ready to make a push. If I'm Calgary, I'm shaking in my boots because I think Vegas could m- give them a run for their money. I don't Fully know. healthy with like, Stone. Kind of decided in my head that Calgary is like the team from the West that I'm like just excited to watch play in the playoffs. So I'm just gonna tell myself that they're gonna yeah. go far and like do Same. well. But Sam, I'm with that. Also, I don't, I don't think, I feel like if Vegas gets in. They're losing right away. I don't think that team is any good straight up. Like, I, I just don't think they're a good team. Are you taking the bias out of this? Or like, what? They're, if they get stoned back, they're a good team. I understand on that on paper they are, but there's something like, I just, I haven't seen them play like really threatening, consistent hockey all year. Like, I just don't feel like consistency is there. what's missing for them this year. There's something like they, they don't scare me at all, which In like Vegas. I, plays Calgary in the first round odds maker Harry series price I would give the flames like minus 180 or somewhere around there and 
Vegas plus 150-ish, maybe 160. Sounds okay. about right. That's fair. I, I mean, if, you, you have to account for the Jacob Markstrom factor in there. Exactly. If those are the odds, I will happily take my money on the Knights. I really would. Not saying I think I'm sold on that happening, but for the value. But for and how value. Good that, okay. For that, how good that team is. That I can live with. Uh, I would do that. By the way, Robin Lanner did delete his Twitter the other day. I don't know if you guys saw that. He did. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. People suck. Focused. Zero dark 30 is the athletes say. Well said. On playoff time. Yeah. But uh, you guys got anything else you want to add here? I, I know uh, Western playoff picture is heating up. So by next week, we should have an idea. We should have a good idea of what that's going to look like. So uh, I'm excited for it. I love just tuning into that and forgetting about the problems I have in the East. So it is fun at the yeah. end of the, you watch a frustrating caps playoff loss and you're like, God damn it. I hate this sport. And then you're like, but the Oilers are playing the flames. But it's exciting. It's like, Come on. This doesn't matter, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. so true. If we don't get a battle of Berta playoff series, I'll probably just like, die. I know we need it uh, for lock of the week. Not that I'm saying this is a lock, but, uh, Caps Leafs on Thursday in Toronto. Give me over seven and a half or eight. I'm down with it. Your over is already looking good tonight. It's 2-1 Caps. Let's go. Huge. Uh, Also worth noting, Vegas plays Calgary on Thursday, April 14th this week. So that should be a nice little preview if we get one. That's good. But uh, other than that, I I got nothing, fellas. Solid epi. No, that's it. Uh, excited to for uh, you know what's coming in the next couple of weeks here. Excited to get up to Milwaukee and uh, hang out with Mac and with Jackson. And yeah, we're looking forward to it. The one thing I will add is that my beer league team uh, made the playoffs because everybody makes the playoffs. Nice. <laughs> um, but our first playoff game is this weekend on Saturday, and I believe if we win, then we I think our next one would be the following weekend. So there's a potential That'd that be your parents. There's, I don't know who it would be. Wow, it's 3-1 caps. This over is definitely going to hit. Yeah, Ferrari. Um, yeah, there's a potential that y'all could be in town to watch one of my playoff beer league games. So. Oh, I feel me, so bad for you. <laughs> BB, BBK pre, give me a BBK pregame and oh, then God. hit the – Oh, I can't wait to get the blue bat. My God. I don't know All if, right. like, your beer league has ever had someone, like, have fans kicked out for, like, body painting themselves up on the glass, but they're about to. So <laughs> I'm sorry. That Marty goal was filthy. That little Primo. stutter step. My goodness. Should we He's- make Jackson do body paint? honestly yeah. it's on the podcast now so it's happening that's his that's his like final <laughs> exam of the yeah it's your it's final like... exam for the internship <laughs> um, do this or you don't get course credit <laughs> do this or and i'll fill out the survey and say you did get <laughs> all righty before we end up getting him fired or expelled, or getting uh, ourselves in trouble yeah. yeah absolutely thank you everybody for listening appreciate the love and support and without further ado class dismissed <laughs> <laughs>